Hi and welcome to Social Media Made Simple, the podcast when we inspire you to work smarter, not harder, and introduce you to amazing professionals from the social media world. And today I'm super, super excited to have Michelle Evans with me, a community management superhero. Hi, Michelle. Hey, hey, Elisa, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? Very, very good. And thank you for having me. Awesome. Amazing. So, Michelle, my first question is quite simple one. Like, how did you get into community management? Okay, so um, this is going to sound a little bit like an X Factor story. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> no singing. I mean, if I can, I will. But um, <laughs> um, basically, when I was a baby, I um, was put up for adoption and before that full process began I was given a uh, childminder and the childminder I had literally was in the catchment of the community where I was born and her whole purpose of becoming a childminder was because she wanted to help out the community that she was in especially parents that needed more help so um, I was literally born into a family of community builders, especially my mum, the, the main community builder. My mum um, became my mum after two years uh, for basically going through the, the realms or the ranks of being a childminder into an adopted foster parent to an adoption uh, process. And I became another person because obviously I changed my last name, but my my parents, my adoptive parents, didn't want my birth parents to have to suffer. It wasn't their fault that they couldn't keep me. So they built a community for me, which included both of my parents. So oh, I've wow. always, yeah, it's 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 been something that I've only reflected on quite recently. That why why do I love this job? Why why does this not feel like a job to me? And going back in time, going through all the the realms of different communities from you know being in a family, making friendships, going to school, having after school clubs, uh, extended education, finding different friends that way, um, moving towns, moving countries, moving uh, relationships, everything I believe is successful based on the community you're in or you build. So um, I had this incredible experience. I was introduced to uh, Jessica Amfoti. Jessica and Foti are the founders of Growth Mentor, which is an edtech platform, especially uh, basing around mentoring and anyone who is from an entrepreneur to a startup founder to a professional in an organization looking for support in growing their business or their skill set can go there and get help. And I met Jessica, who at the time I was an English language teacher and she was an English language teacher from the American side. And we were introduced and Jessica did exactly what my mom did, which sounds crazy because Jessica's my friend. She's not family. She's my my friend. She's not my mom. And I met Jessica after one Skype call and told her like, hey, this is my situation. I'm currently in Indonesia. Um, I have had experience in um, personal assistance, um, administration, data, but I need to learn marketing because I'm teaching English and I want to do better. She literally immersed me into her life and I, I, I say it like that because this is this is the emotion I felt she 
invited me into her group chats of um, other English language teachers, her friends that have also lived remotely or abroad, so they know what it's like to be an expat. And she invited me to her house in Greece. <laughs> and I remember just being like, after all the travel I'd done, trying to like get to know different cultures and work remotely, I have felt the strongest connection with this woman in Greece who I've never met before and I'm, I'm going to risk it. Of course, I'd like been told, you know, this isn't just random woman called Jessica, yeah. like, come and live in my house, don't worry about it. But <laughs> the next steps just sounds bizarre. I, um, I went to Greece, she picked me up from uh, the airport and we were in the car and bear in mind, we had been speaking for like four or five months. So we knew a lot about each other and daily because Jessica also added me into her accountability groups. So these are all WhatsApp, uh, on the platform of WhatsApp. So I had uh, teaching, um, general chat, what movies are you watching and what exercise are you doing? So I'm now in the car with Jessica and we go into her house, I meet her dog, Benji, and then I meet her husband, Froti. And it was just awesome. I, I, I was there, I stayed over for two nights. I met Jessica's mom, we were watching Killing Eve and our friendship just, just blossomed and it was great. So I was in Greece. Um, before the pandemic, I went back home to England and then I came back to Greece and was still teaching English um, to a school in China. And before I knew it, I was also looking after Jessica's dog, Benji, only because I, I miss my dog. I have a dog called Brandy and Benji and Jessica and Foti needed a trip. They needed to go away. And luckily before the pandemic, they did. So I said, I'll have Benji. And um, my community with teaching English uh, was was getting crazy because my school was in China. So my work hours tripled, not, not joking. And it was quite difficult for my friendships and my family groups to talk about that because yeah. a lot of people were losing their jobs. So I felt like I feel really bad. And I remember speaking to Jessica and saying like, I don't have anyone that I can sounds weird I can't complain to because I can't complain this is very lucky but I'm exhausted so Jessica and Froti were like why don't you join our community join Growth Mentor and see if there's other people that are feeling the same as you because you can vent mm -hmm. frustration so I did and before I knew it I was fully a part of it in trying to provide accountability value so I um, am not an entrepreneur I have tried. It didn't work. I tried to be an English language uh, business owner, but I just, I handled my heart. I tried. I tried in 2020. And for me, it's it's not, I, I can help someone do it. I can't do it myself. So yeah. when I first started um, in the community in terms of a role, um, an actual role and being paid to be myself and just speak to people, get their stories, help them become more vulnerable, um, make them feel heard, seen by onboarding calls to catch up sessions to um, I saw your review with this mentor. Um, can you let us know more about it? How did you find us? To what are your goals this week? Have you done them? And then the following week, mm. come up, do a, a KPI kind of breakdown of you said you were going to do this out of interest. Why didn't that happen? And that was on a part time basis because I was still teaching English um, part time. And I realized, and it was a hard decision, but Greece wasn't where I was going to live for the rest of my days. So I moved to Spain and I live in Spain now. I live in Sevilla and I've yeah. been here. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I've been here 
three years and three months more or less and when I moved um I was just so happy and everything I described in terms of what my mum gave me to be able to be so versatile and literally just kind of go adapt be yourself and then see who you meet out of it it has been like a, a reoccurring theme in my life that it has helped me be a digital nomad or um, a remote worker however whatever the trends are these days someone that can kind of just leave yeah. maybe a traitor I don't know <laughs> it depends who who believes I mean don't get me wrong I, I still love England I still love tea but I want to always have a challenge of who can I meet that I've never met before what do they need help in and how can I find that person the solution the answer the anything that can make them feel better because that's just part of what I feel. I feel so grateful for the life I have that I always try to give back. Um, so again, I got into community management because I met a friend who has always only ever wanted to create a community. And the the things in common that we have between me and Jessica, are we're both expats, or I don't know how you want to word that, but Jessica's American and she lives in Greece and creating a replica community where you move other places is just making sure everyone around you is okay. And if you know the answer to something that person might suffer with, save them the time and struggle and just help them. Um, so I was an accountability coach for growth mentor and received amazing feedback, very, very kind feedback from mentors and mentees. And Jessica and Foti said, okay, can you be part-time? Can you be our community manager? And yeah, so so that is how I got into it. Wow, what I mean, what a story. And I mean, it's such a gem. Well, first of all, thank you for like, like showing yourself belly and vulnerability and you're like sharing your whole story. Incredibly beautiful. But I think this is such a gem because like sometimes when you um, when you ask people like, oh, like, do you see purpose in your work? And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I feel my purpose. But this is like, for me, this is such a beautiful example of how a purpose can shine through in such an unexpected way. So for me, uh, incredibly inspiring. Um, so now that I know this backstory, I'm not really uh, surprised because how we got introduced is, and I'm going to quote that you are you were the heart and soul of growth mentor and turned the platform into actual community and now that i know the backstory i can like i 100 percent believe that like no doubt but um can you share a little bit about how did that happen how do you turn a platform into a community and um how do how do you build a community around the business yes I will try my best um now obviously uh I have to continue being honest because when I joined growth mentor the bones were already laid out for what a community is for a business and growth mentor has been my only um like I said earlier paid experience in working as a community manager but I am currently in eight communities <laughs> as a mentee however you want to a student a learner however you want to call it um where I understand that thanks to growth mentor and, and what I experienced 
the community of many businesses isn't usually started as a community and then a business comes out of it from what I have seen anyway um and the question you've asked I'll stick with that rather than kind of go if I was not a business owner and I created a community and then I went from business that's how I would do it but that's kind of where I went So if I was to um, start a community um, around building a business, definitely um, you just have to know exactly what product or service you're selling. And mm. then from that, you do really need, if you haven't done already, idea validation, product market fit and market research. Those three things need to be done because those three go hand in hand with the responses and real life value of what your customer or user will use it for in the case of the um, eight communities I'm currently a part of I am a mentee in each one and I'm also a mentor on growth mentor so from what I have seen the community aspect around a business is the bonus point mm -hmm. so I I'll, I'll tell you one um, for example I am a paying customer of a community called Frozen to Fearless and mm -hmm. I found this community from Instagram in 2020 during the pandemic. I was in Greece, I was living alone and I was very grateful because it, it allowed me the time to really look at myself inwards. I had no one to live with, it was just me and my thoughts and I was ready to address the things I had avoided such as debt, such as people pleasing such as um, just, just always being hyper-vigilant, like worrying something was going to happen. Yeah. I want to say that was the pandemic, but no, it's always kind of been that a part of my personality and I wanted to know why. So following Frozen to Fearless in 2020, I was seeing daily um, knowledge bombs on Instagram and it was beautiful. Um, it was helpful to me, but at that time it wasn't a community. It was just a um qualified psychologist posting how to stay calm and what to do if you need to um calm down if you are a hypersensitive yeah. person so i actually went from following this lady to booking a call with a counseling service called um relationship hero and that was the very first community i'd been a part of uh, prior to growth mentor i'd never been in a in a community before other than um um internet chats and forums about different conversations like the yeah. latest movie or thing or web md just because why not you google at some point right so um with uh frozen to fearless they had a community and it was on um facebook and the whole service of frozen the whole service of um relationship hero was one-to-one -one counseling sessions with qualified psychologists so you would pay per minute to meet with a counsellor, uh, a psychologist, and they will tell you how you're feeling and, and why and kind of give you CBT advice. And they had a community you could join. And I saw that there were no rules and regulations. There was no guidelines. It was just um, many people telling my boyfriend's cheated on me. My girlfriend's left me. I don't know what to do. And I was amazed because I was like, wow, this is vulnerable. So... Um, going back to when I said idea validation, product market fit and market research, I feel that in that instance, 
the community that I saw based on the product and service they were offering was a good space but you have to define what is mm. the point of the community where like do do you just go there to state I have an issue I've purchased this service and I'm now in this community to talk about the problem that I have or do you align it to say hi my name's Michelle I have a problem with a relationship and the reason why I'm in this community is because I want to meet new friends I want to learn how to navigate the way I see that relationship so for any business that wants to start a community you need to define what the purpose of the community is and if there is going to be a vulnerability that high in terms of psychology it does need to be manned you know really carefully and safely mm. um so if you are a business owner you have a product such as a pen um and you want to create a community how would you create one you could use a free platform because many people who buy an item like that they will be using that to write or I don't know design something so what are they yeah. going to do with the finished product with that community you could ask them to take a picture upload it explain why they drew that when did they draw it what inspired them create a conversation and then that conversation becomes a thread and then a thread shows active engagement and then more of a drive and then you can FOMO you know fear of missing out that preview into wherever you want to show that on socials to say hi you're buying this pen but with this pen you get this support and these amount of friends and and this font and you know there's all these things so yeah a community isn't just to drive a sale it's to show that you have invested your money and your time in something to resolve you don't have to resolve that by yourself yes you are paying for the service and you know with this pen now I can write how I've always wanted to but did you feel alone do you feel alone now yeah I do okay we'll talk about it come and talk to us about it oh it's okay I'll talk to my friend okay fine talk to your friend your friend hasn't gone through the same so they might not respond in the way that you feel seen so if you have a community you'll you'll have more of a, a support and you'll get a response not guaranteed 100 percent because what you demonstrate is what you get back usually um so so that's my answer yeah <laughs> and and well I, th I think that that's the um as you were talking i see like how much value it can a community give for a brand but also how easily can it go sideways because a gathering of people is not a community so which leads kind of to my next question because there was a point in marketing when the buzzword of uh, i think the previous year was oh yeah community community everyone needs to have a community but should every business have a community and can every business have a community? It reminds me of um, that advert, is it Ferrari? Where they said, some, uh, I'm paraphrasing, um, we don't put adverts on TV because that's not where our customers are. Mm. Something like that, like why would we advertise? They're not going to be there. So um, should every company have a community? Um, Based on the fact that not every company has one, I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, I really do think it depends on the vulnerability of the product or the service that you're trying to provide. Um, 
from an education perspective, if I was a social media marketing company who work with universities and high schools, would it make sense that I would have a community for the students and parents of the high schools to show the next open days for these universities, the catchment period, the dates that you need to book, um, do they want to meet with a professor that used to work at that university beforehand? You know, like, if they, I would make a community for that. I mean, already, when you're at school, university, there is a community. But if I was to have a business like that, um, if I was to be, I'm looking at my fridge, that's why I'm laughing. Um, if I was to be um, a D2C wholesaler um, and I was selling fridges, I don't think I'd want a community for fridges so so yeah I'm literally just looking around I sound so so, so it's but. yeah it sounds really about the purpose like think about primary about the purpose and even with a product like you named the counseling services which has so much potential for a community but it, if it's only a gathering of clients when there's no guidance again there's no purpose and then things go sideways but um I've, I've heard, I think it was someone from Jasper AI, uh, where they have apparently a very dynamic community. And they said, you can only build a community when the, um, when your clients have something to talk about together. So if I guess people are incredibly passionate about their fridges, they could build a community, but that doesn't happen unless it's the fancy smeg fridge. I think maybe, you know, the fancy smeg fridge could have a community when you post like vintage photos of your like fancy little fridge in your like pinup You're costume. Right. You're right. And I guess maybe the life cycle, because how many fridges do you own in a lifetime? You shouldn't yeah. be more than two. Oh, well, it depends how, how, how many- How good the fridge is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a really good point yeah that's true um yeah that's a really interesting and point. and they said what fuels their community is because people generate stuff with ai so they have this like excitement to share it and then they start to exchange with each other like oh i did this and have you tried this so um i think that's why also like discord channels work so well um because people want to brag about something in a way get that um get that nice feeling so i recently did um a sugar detox challenge oh, and good. and there was a facebook group with that with that package and i felt like man i don't really want to be in the group like ah. but then I started to get so motivated because people started to post pictures of what they ate. Right, right, right. And everybody was so supportive, like, oh my gosh, this looks so delicious. Like, yay, you go, like something. So I said like, oh my God, I'm gonna post my breakfast. So I was there, you know, but what it led to that I started to make this breakfast like super nice and fancy because I know I wanted to make a picture. And then because it was super nice and fancy, I was like so happy to have this like beautiful breakfast. So I was like overall happier. And I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, like I fell for it so hard, so bad. But but yes, like it, it works like this. Um, if you have something that you 
can talk about something that's personal and where other people can contribute to, I think that that makes sense. But if you already have a community, um, what you what you should think about in terms of communication um, and what strategies you found most effective? So um, I have also had a similar experience um, during the pandemic. I found um, the Happy Body Plan. It's no longer existing, um, but it was um, a way to do exercise each day for those who struggled. And it was just 10 minutes a day. And in that 10 minutes, you would just kickstart your endorphins. You felt better. And there was like a scheduled time. So it would be 10 o'clock Monday. Um, whoever has this link, we're going to join. We're going to copy the person who's the leader. And then um, afterwards, we're going to make our breakfast. And these are the calories and things like that. And it really worked. And that was on Facebook. And when uh, being a part of that, I, I really enjoyed it because I was connected with other people at the same time in different time zones. And afterwards, we would send pictures of what it was like. Um, but the longer that the I know this is more pandemic based, but just from experience, the longer that the pandemic went on, the less that everyone was able to see when they were free again, when they could go mm. out, that it did make competition very negative. And in this particular um, community, many people were turning on each other and like, this is a fake photo. There's no way that's real. There's this, this, this. Ooh. And upon realizing there was threads after threads after threads of just just horrible malicious things that the, the owner of the the plan absolutely finished the pro, uh, project deleted social media and was like I'm never doing that again and I, I often think of her because she did help me mentally during such a hard time and when I recently looked because it was on my history I was clearing my computer the other day I went onto the Facebook group and there was no rules there was no clear guidelines from the very beginning which is if you're going to be a part of this membership please agree, no self-promotions uh, to any business of any kind, um, no nasty language, we do not condone bullying or racism or any political views, um, and also a reason for joining. So yes, you can come in, but this, this, this. So having an administrator or community manager man that, then you are already setting the community up for success because you'll quickly see who is really wanting to be there or not of course anyone can write anything and they can get in but it's usually um the first month of behavior so usually most communities if it's facebook circle slack discord um wherever there's probably more that i'm still not aware of um reddit school places like that um skool sorry um the catchment or the the reason for joining is really important and when you first join a community if you're not active you could be seen as maybe a plant or someone who just used it as a a phrase I've been told many times before used as a gym membership it's new it's shiny it's a problem but I'll get there when I want to and when I when I can and they'll join and they'll just let it kind of air um which is something I can say from a community where it can get a little bit mm, not negative but when there is just silence when new people start that that's a big 
signal to the community creator that it's not that friendly or there's too much going on that they just don't know what to say or share. So the introduction, the tone, precisely. Uh, the yeah. Message. Yeah. Um, so I think you touched on it a little bit, but have you personally uh, like faced also conflict or like challenging situation while managing a community? And how do you navigate that? Because like, what do you take it on publicly? Do you take it offline? How do you, I guess, again, probably it's easier with rules because then you can always like say like, hey guys, this is what you signed up for, right? But like, what's what's your experience with that? For sure. Um, so I have to say, um, I have only ever encountered three moments where it was a non-normal day for me I, I would never call these instances difficult or challenging because for me it was someone just being honest and that's how they felt and there was no disrespect or rudeness it was it was fine but what happened um in this one instance was um in the community I was working at there were many threads or many channels and they this is also really important if you have a community yes have the rules and the guidelines but also let them know what this is when you have a community, there can be so much going on that no one knows how to navigate it. So the introduction and the welcome message and also an onboarding call. So um, back to the example, um, there was a message um, from a customer stating that this wasn't, they, their experience so far is not what they thought it would be. And they're not sure if they want to continue because they don't understand. And that the situation was, they tried to book a call um, to speak with someone and they didn't read the guidelines that it can take up to, you know, 36 hours to to 48, maybe more, depending on what day when they booked it, when the mentor is free, when the professional is free. And they didn't understand because there was something not clear. And that's not them. That is my job to understand where, do, where did we not commu communicate that clearly. So of course, act first. If they have responded that in a group setting, respond to that person because there's nothing worse than anyone messaging in a group chat and just being ignored. For me, um, I was never given a service level agreement, but for me, from my working history, 24 hours and no message, that's a worry. And if it's 24 hours and no message and it's the weekend, that's an exception because I had clearly stated, I'm not here Saturday, Sunday, but Monday to Friday I am. If you need anything urgent, Here's our live chat, which is what was eventually installed, depending on how many messages that you get in your community. So in this case, um, the the customer messaged on a group full of maybe, I think, 2,000 people. And it said, look, I don't know if this is what I was looking for. As soon as I saw it, I messaged in that in that conversation, I'm um, I'm DMing you now. So sorry for this experience. Let's let's work this out. So one, my managers know that I've seen it. I'm working on it. Two, my colleagues know they don't need to jump in. Three, the community know that we're taking this seriously. And four, it's not just being ignored because there's nothing worse than someone giving feedback and then no one says anything. Because what does that give the impression to the rest of anyone who might want to voice a question, a concern, or a compliment? So I, I DM'd, direct messaged the customer and I said I would love to speak with you um do you have time today and I jumped on a call um and for me that is how I deal with it because 
when you are working with tools like a community without voice and without video, you don't know how they're feeling. So the tone of message needs to be appropriately con conveyed, especially when they're voicing a situation. So act first, act promptly, um, listen um, with open ears, sympathize, empathize, um, reiterate the situation that they've they've said to you so you clearly show that you understand what they're saying take responsibility offer a solution and basically just make sure that that isn't repeated again or it's fed back to the product team and the, the wider team are aware of it because it's a, a widely announced situation so the team need to know this is what i've done that could then turn into a learning skill for the community manager to be told actually management want it done this way Maybe now we need to update our guidelines. Maybe now we need to create a new um, frequently asked question. Maybe now we need to do a video. Maybe now we need to compensate that customer, give them uh, a refund, yeah. benefit. You know, thank you for being vulnerable. Um, so that that's just within the community. But I, I actually want to also say to not ignore other uh, platforms. So if you imagine you have a product and you have a community, but don't forget there's Google. And there's also Trustpilot and there's Reddit. So, of course, they're not the communities you're trying to infiltrate or take over. But word of mouth is so valuable. So check what the comments are and respond as well. If you want to be taken seriously, in my opinion, you do need to be um, honest with with times when, oh, look, we messed up. Sorry, we need to do this. Yeah, and, and kind of look i think that's like a super important thing just to not be in your bubble just because oh you have your community highly likely that in your community there are people that are loving your products what about the other communities right so so kind of looking at at how you manage your reputation outside of that that's that's a really good one um so yeah, I, I ask you about the challenges, but do you have like your favorite moment, like this moment that makes you go like, mm, from your community management times, like something um, really memorable? Yeah, I have, yeah, I have many. Um, I think it was over a year ago, um, the company I was working at started offering team plans. And uh, prior to that, it was one-on-one -on -one calls, one membership per person. But then they did a team plan where, you know, you can invite your team and they have the same thing. And I was doing onboarding calls um, individually, but I spoke to one of the managers and they said, can you meet with all my team at once? I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I did a group call and I explained everything. And it was really helpful to me because I also realized that the attention was on me, but there was many questions they wanted to ask and they didn't. So I decided to offer individual calls just in case there's any follow-up questions. So I did a team call and then individual calls. And the individual calls helped me understand that individual calls first and then the team group, whoever is next, because maybe they're a new member of staff, they don't know how to ask a question. It's intimidating to present to 10 people how to use a product about getting help especially when my question could be what are you looking to speak to a mentor about not everyone wants to be vulnerable in front of their colleagues yeah. so especially um, when you just started like i don't know how how to yeah yeah, yeah. what's your job how I, uh, on earth i survive my probation period i don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> precisely so for me I was like oh I feel like I just unlocked something so when um when having the individual calls the amount of gratitude I got like thank you so much for this I I felt comfortable to speak but I didn't know how to ask because I don't I don't want to ask a stupid question I was like no these are not stupid questions this is really helpful and um what I did with the teams again this was kind of not made up as you go along but the team plan for me I wanted to gamify it and this was not a part of what I was asked to do but I wanted to do it so we had a team of 10 originally and then the manager was so happy he actually increased it to 20 people so at the time I made two different slack channels for this team and the manager of of all of them was in both and I would um, post each week how many calls have been had and any call reviews that had been left from the professionals that we met with I would then post that in their channels and they would get like competitive they'd be like well I, I, I did four I did four like, oh sorry yes you're right I would it would just just be to see and just that constant change it was really nice and then and then having check-in calls with them um, they would message me and say I think I know how to find what I'm looking for, but just in case, can you make sure I can find someone in XYZ on this time zone um, and can help me with this particular role? So they would share with me and I'd be like, oh, are you changing roles? Yes, I'm being promoted. They like that. Wow. It was, they came and they started at something and then, and then the next thing they're being promoted, then after promotion, they're now building out another team and they, they need funding and they want to do this. Oh, it's so nice. I, I, so you can really see them shine and grow. So yeah, yeah amazing. It's really um, so in terms of technology, you mentioned already like a couple of options. Like what's your favorite one? Because like you mentioned, there's like Slack, Reddit, obviously like we talked about Facebook groups. Um, what What's your personal favorite tool for managing communities? Okay. Um, I... I like I like Slack. I don't love Slack. I like Slack. Um, I've always I, I've used Slack the most, and the reason why I'm saying I like it and I'm not in love with it is that you can't schedule calls. You can't mm. you can't plan things. So if I was to agree to meet with um, someone, I would have to paste my Cadley and go from there, and then from there. I know that sounds so lazy, but I'm aware that close. Um, excuse me, circle.io um, has the community and then the different fields in between where you can post messages, schedule messages. Um, for every event that you create, you can have it sent direct to the calendar. So that's one less step for your community that has to add it. I mean, of course, if you're syncing Calendly to that, that's fine. But with Calendly, Calendly I can't say that today. Um, if it's an unknown sender, you need to go to your spam approve the sender and then it's definitely in their calendar so that's this that's that's literally it slack is fantastic well, slack people if you're listening there is an opportunity for development oh. well if you've recently done an update sorry i've been out <laughs> not not as as far as i'm aware um okay. so kind of to wrap up the official segment of our conversation um if I would be now um, a business owner or a marketer, what free tips would you give me um, to start 
the community building journey? Know who your target customer audience is at all mm -hmm. times. Never forget that. Never, ever, ever forget that. Even if you're, I know who I know, please always remember, remember the, remember the why um, and the who. Once you know who and why, start to use, that sounds a horrible word, I hate that word. Start to base the reasons of why and who is in your community and why. Why are they there? What, what is it about you and your service offering that is having them there? And look after them. Listen mm. to them and take take the time to get to know them. I, I really want to shout out to Frozen to Fearless, although I explained to you in the pandemic, it was just a Instagram post, but I'm part of Frozen to Fearless as a customer and I I have felt nothing but support since October last year. And we, we have weekly calls, monthly calls. We have um, closeout sessions where we dedicate our time to just working and focusing what we need to do, setting goals. And the whole point of their community is to help you from feeling frozen in your career, in your life, in your area of whatever you need to overcome um, to fearless. Why is this a problem for me? What can I do about it? And the whole community communicates their vulnerabilities. It's it's beautiful to me to see how many people yeah. speak. So who your audience, why are they there? Um, listen to them, always listen to them. Show that you're listening, even if that means um, creating... A group for example i remember in growth mentor Foti and jessica did this very well um with the, the the users that were always trying to convey constructive feedback for growth mentor they became part of like um i can't remember the name um like a, a, a customer board a cab i think it was a customer action board where they would constantly tell them this is what i would like this is what would be great um and it it just makes your customer feel heard so if there is a new change, if there is a product launch, they are included because these are people that have been your OGs since the very beginning. And mm -hmm. if they were there from the beginning and you are constantly increasing your revenue and skill set and staff, remember those people that were there at the, you know, started from the bottom, now we're here type, you know, like don't forget them. Um, and communicate, communicate. Show show your community what you're working on it doesn't have to be about the product but if you are selling a service and you're struggling tell them don't you know obviously in terms of shares and stocks don't say you know i'm having a really hard time with my life and you know i don't know if this business is going to be here next week but being vulnerable to your own community yeah. is so infectious and again shout out to michaela michaela dunbar who is uh, frozen to fearless it's fantastic and i also uh, this is such a weird plug um i'm a part of a not a plug but it's just gratitude I'm a part of a community in the city where I live and this is nothing but friendship and vulnerability all we have to do is be in a whatsapp group a message about um when we're available to meet and when we meet we do meditation and just moments of gratitude and just explaining what we're proud of what we need help in and from that comes conversations of I've got a book do you want to borrow it I've got a friend yeah. who needs help I got and it just turns more into something that makes it nicer and it always makes me think of Jessica because my my new friend Julia just happens to be another day um she she is the community builder uh, for the city that I live in and you have to look after these people because those who look after others need more help because they are giving so much away all the time 
So look after your community ma uh, managers. Listen to them. They have feedback because they they should be in that role because they have empathy and they yeah. have um, direct access to the voice of the customer. So if you don't have one already, create a way to capture their data that they capture from the customer to turn that into a learning point that the customer who shared that moment of vulnerability is heard, respected, listened to, and rewarded for that. Because if you, and, if you take information, from, yeah. Um, so that that is that is all I have to say. <laughs> wow. So, like, thank you for giving this take because there's like so much, like empathy and compassion and just like care, um, in your perspective on community management that gives me uh, at least a, a a very new perspective because for me it was like yeah okay like you're you're answering people like right but I think this like just opened up like. <laughs> A cosmos of thoughts right now for me um so at the very end we do this with all our guests it's the cats and meow um some personal questions <laughs> so uh what's your favorite social media platform and why i don't know if i'm the only one but for me it's pinterest and <laughs> the reason why I know, I know. Like, are you a millennial? Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. I probably won't. I, I mean, I do have TikTok. I, I got it for a business reason, but I, it, I just, I, no, I, it's too much. My, my brain is crazy. With Pinterest, there's, there's noise, but it's organized, and there's no competition. There's just to-do lists and creations and oh, I love and it's it. A beautiful, I love it it's a beautiful mess yes I love it. I, but second is Instagram Instagram for sure um and third LinkedIn and the reason why really they should both be at the top but Pinterest is my guilty pleasure that whenever I have a hard day I'm like tomorrow I have Pinterest later it's like with Instagram I like to check in with my family see what they're doing pictures seeing my friends um, how they're feeling and LinkedIn obviously from a business perspective it's good to see trends all of the mentors that I've got to know at Growth Mentor are fantastic even the customers now to see what they have learned and leveraged from the mentors I love seeing their promotions and their content and it's, it's great um, and also the fact that um, I have seen the community that I do have on LinkedIn like years ago I had a fear of LinkedIn I hated it I was like I'm nowhere near up there with the big dogs like I, what, what have I got to say really and then I changed my mind I was like it's not about what I say it's who I support and how I encourage so for me LinkedIn is a community management uh, playground if you are starting out as a community manager and you're not sure if you are or and you're not sure if this is what you really want to do start to play on LinkedIn and find the industries that you support the professionals that speak the same kind of mm, values that you hold and start, start just liking them and saying thank you because it does go a long way for them in the long term. Um, and obviously, I really appreciate now that LinkedIn does make it feel, I don't know if I'm the only one here, um, it does kind of feel trendy now to be vulnerable on LinkedIn. Whereas before I've it was like, more and more of this, maybe because people are very tired of the what LinkedIn used to be in terms of, oh my God, this is like my super successful journey. Uh, yeah. And um, 
and this has been, I guess, uh, uh, a motive throughout my other conversations here in the podcast that like often this, oh, this is the word I cannot say. You cannot say currently. I cannot say oh, being authentic. That's <laughs> Nemesis word. Uh, being authentic is is something that people are really looking forward to, really looking at. So I think also supporting people who show that will shape the community that LinkedIn um, becomes because I do see it becoming more and more community-based as opposed to just the, I don't know, wall of your personal success. Precisely. Um, Yeah. Okay, next one I'm super excited to ask you. Um, What do you watch, listen to, or read right now that you want to share with our listeners? Okay, um, I'm I'm actually really proud of this, although I think how I'm going to say it is just going to sound so weird. I have um, been a remote worker for many years and I work at home and I have a TV that has a uh, platform called YouTube. And I oh, actually, no, I do know my best friend here, Hinia, she suggested that I watch the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. And I was like, I don't understand what is going on. So she said, don't worry, there's a YouTuber and they explain everything. And I was like, oh, wow. So I am a fan of Emily D. Baker, who is um, a retired, well, an ex-prosecutor who breaks down the law on live streams whilst the, wow. the cases are happening and she's so funny she's awesome she's she has created this incredible community by just explaining things and just being herself and like what what is he wearing? like what, what okay they said this and this makes sense and it it's not for everyone but I really enjoy it because I get to learn about the law wow. even though it's American it's American law I, I mean I know it's it's unusual but she is my community building cheerleading influencer i i like how she does it she every of course they're they're sending her messages and super chats with money and she's streaming so she's making money and that my brain can't understand how people make money on youtube i know i know i can simply but yeah i'm like how is this this is crazy so yeah i I, that's that's who i watch on youtube um yeah (laughs) so i think also you're like the awesome person to ask this but what was the best advice uh best career advice you ever received this doesn't sound like um career advice but for me it is so important because it's more than just about a job um but the advice I was once given was leave them better than when you found them so make them feel better than when they first arrived and I know that is like dangerous for people pleasers because it's like I'm trying not to be one but I think it's really important that anyone you meet you do make them feel seen and supported no matter what that job is because everyone has yeah that's that's my advice and it's really helped wow such such a beautiful advice um okay and the question of all questions cats or dogs dogs team dogs (laughs) (laughs) i i i said that so um hesitantly because my neighbor has just got a cat 
and the cat likes to talk at like two o'clock in the morning until I don't know like five and it's it's not the cat thing it's obviously they're they're hungry but I have always been a dog fan I have a dog in my life her name is Brandy she is actually living in England with my sister and I also have a Spanish dog and his name is Fipo but he's not my dog he's my boyfriend's dog but when when he, he and I are together he's my dog so so yeah dogs for sure and you do you have a dog I don't have a dog, but I actually am now a pet sitter for many of my friends. So I don't have a dog, but since like the last month, I have been had like pet sitting three different dogs. So it almost feels like I do. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I love it. When when I would pet sit for Jessica and Foti, their dog is Benji and Benji is a human. He's, he's It's so rewarding. I love it. If I could do it here, I would. I've actually asked a few times with my friends, but they're like no it's okay <laughs> no no so yeah no I, I love it but we we do have um some cat people here at Napoleon Cat obviously but uh team dogs is going strong uh Michelle thank you so so much for this incredibly inspiring uh conversation so where do you see yourself next in your career where can people find you what's coming up next for you So um, before I leap into my next community, um, I am doing some studying of coding. I'm actually learning with a company called SheCodes, which has been uh, referred to me a few times. So I'm learning the very basic of um, HTML, CSS, Java, um, Java, sorry, Spanish in me. And I am also teaching English to professionals and just people in general all over the world until I find my community, the the next community. The community that I uh, believe I'm ready for next would be more uh, centered around data. Um, I would love to be able to learn the language of data and help that translate into having the community in a safe space in being a person. So how, how can I meet that middle? I want a challenge and yeah, I'm, I'm ready, nearly ready. I just wow, I, I would love to be there to witness you managing like coding community. So um, you can be found on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So if there are any amazing coding uh, communities, uh, Michelle's out there. Um, thank you so much. Sending you lots of love and thank you. And for our listeners, if you have enjoyed this conversation, obviously follow us for more and until then have a perfect time <laughs> meow <laughs> thank you